What's up, guys? It's Hot Take with the Hot Take here, and welcome back to another episode of welcome Junior Senior Two Views. Let's get straight into it. Back to back MVPs for the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Is it deserved? I'm going to say it is. He's played fantastic ball throughout the season. I feel he's without his two of his best co-stars and with a pretty weak starting roster and a pretty weak bench, in my opinion. Um, I think he deserves it. Um, his advanced stats, to me, in in the especially in the early middle parts of the season, say is say say that truly, and I think he deserves the award. What do you think? I don't think so. I actually, I actually will disagree on that one. Uh, we don't always disagree, but I'll say it's Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has played with very little support this whole season. Ben Simmons was nowhere to be found. Uh, ben Simmons was obviously not going to play with the Sixers ever again, as he said it nope. so profoundly. Yep. Uh, he chose to sit out and to get traded, which is what he got. And Joel Embiid got James Harden. With, with not much time to spare in, in, in the season. Yep. So I would say that Joel Embiid deserved it more than Nikola Jokic. I'm not taking anything away from Nikola Jokic's efforts. Yep. But his efforts didn't get him very far. His efforts got him knocked out of the first round. You could say that Joel Embiid, actually his efforts have gotten the, the Sixers further you know, into the second round, which is yep. where I think things will end. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But I truly believe that Joel Embiid should have gotten the MVP this year because he was playing with a lot less house money than Nikola Jokic. Well, I, I don't know you about that. You don't think that. so? I don't know about that. He still had a really deep bench. He still, he, he still for, look, for his, how much is, no. uh, he still had a really no. deep bench and East, an okay and supporting cast. on its way up and the West is not bad either. But again, I think, I think Joel Embiid didn't have a supporting member on that team to be playing this season. I think Nikola Jokic, I mean, deserve, gets it, but I think Joel Embiid deserves it more. All right, NHL playoffs. Um, the Panthers just narrowly avoid going down 3 nothing to the Caps, winning in OT. They wow, had they one. had to win it. They, they, win they were so close, mm. so close to blowing it. Uh, whereas elsewhere, the Rangers... Uh, are in a hole three one after hole. losing seven two, and Man, I've these, said, these, are, these are baseball scores. Yeah, but I've said this. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If they don't have Shish Jorkin playing at full strength and playing well, they, this team falls. He didn't play well. He got pulled for Georgiev, and Georgiev didn't fare much better. So you know what? I, I honestly believe it. When the series started, I think people were jazzed off the fact that the Rangers in the playoffs. Yeah, but you know, experience. Is still a factor. Yeah, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, despite the fact that they are a little long the tooth, yeah, they still have the experience, and, and experience matters. And they and the fact that they were playing pretty bad to end the regular season mm. and have still come out it's as the playoffs to the NHL playoffs. But it's the playoffs. Everything changes. It's a clean yep. slate. Uh, special moment of silence for the uh, <laughs> predators. The predators. See you later. Yep. One, two, three, four. That was fast. Yep, they goodbye. didn't get a chance. Yep, they didn't because they don't have goaltending. Well, I think there's a chip on the shoulder from Colorado because Calgary had said, well, Calgary had said ah, this is going to be a this is going to be a, this is going to be a pretty quick yeah. series if you're against Colorado, the, against yeah. Colorado. So Colorado's pretty much walking around with going, yeah. Now what? Yeah, remember us? We're still here. Well, I I just feel they they didn't have goaltending. Their their goal scoring has been pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, their highest goal scorer in that series was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Duchesne mm-hmm. before game game four with three, 
and Forsberg had nothing. Speaking of Forsberg, I'm pretty sure he's gone come July 1st. Mm. Um, game 5, uh, Bru- K- Canes versus Bruins, 5 uh, 1 victory. It's been a closer series than first Closer to be imagined. The first two games yep. were belonged to the Hurricanes, but now the Bruins have a little more life. Well, they went back to TD Garden for those next two games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Maple Leafs. Set up 3-2. Could they do it this could, time or could, choke again? Could they do it? Could they choke again? A lot against of, the Ning, so... A, yeah, a lot of um, fan, a lot of Maple Leaf fans are staying cautious and for <laughs> very good reason. They should be. Uh, very, don't uh, get high on them. Bit, bit of a shout-out to one of the Maple Leaf um, guys on YouTube that I watch, Steve Dangle. He's the prominent guy. He's like, I'm not saying anything until yeah, they win no this series. But, interesting enough, Edmonton now staring at a hole. Yep, three two. That's the, not good. The, yeah, they were expected to win this series. Well, of course they were. They were expected to win last year's series against Winnipeg. But here's the thing: the Oilers are three, are three, maybe four man show. They didn't get the the stop everything in his path, Mike Smith, this time round. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wild and the Blues. Uh, the the Blues up three two. Mm-hmm. That's gonna that in my opinion is the most interesting series because there are two teams in the same tier. Yep. But and they're in the same division as well, so depend. So it's an interesting playoffs. Will the Maple Leafs? Thank you for That's that. That's the bell. That means will, will the Maple Leafs finally blow it? Uh, finally, actually go through to the second round for once? Who knows? We okay. will see. Let's move on. Yep. Thoughts regarding Tom Brady's ten-year, three hundred and seventy-five million dollar contract with Fox Sports. So this is basically. Sort of after. This is once Tom Brady decides to retire, which will be when he's 60. Yep. He gets to jump right into the broadcast booth with Fox Sports. It's one of the largest contracts ever offered to anybody to be broadcasting. Yep. What, what yep. we, what's about that? What do you think I think he's got, uh, he's got unrivaled <laughs> knowledge. But will he succeed at, as a, in the broadcast I don't think it booth? matters. The fact that Fox Sports has said, here's... His 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 well, they contract. Well, they have the money to throw at him. Here you go. Uh, they have the money. Thirty-seven and a half million dollars. Well, go. they have throw the it. money th- to throw at him uh, after losing uh, Aikman and Buck. Yeah. To ESPN, so yeah. they're like, just take it. I mean, I look, I I think it's interesting because considering that he's going to make more money doing that with Fox Sports yeah. than he has his entire career. Yeah. They've done the numbers. Like he's made three hundred thirty-three million dollars in his career. Yeah. But his plan to make so much more afterlife. It makes you wonder because he's saying, "Oh, I got, I still got, you know, I'm excited about this, but I still have unfinished, unfinished work." He wants to win another one, right? He but I'm, think, I'm just things. thinking, you know, after this season, he could potentially go eh, kind of. That's it. I, I got something waiting for me. Yeah. As if he needed to do that. I just think it's kind of funny that Fox Sports has said, "You know, we're going to jump in first, and we're going to give him all this money, and no one knows what he's going to be like broadcasting." I think, mean, yeah. like nobody knows. Yeah. You know, I think like right now you'd have to say like as far as broadcasting goes, Tony Romo is oh, pretty yeah. good. Tony Romo's really he's good. He's really good. And yeah. he tells you that he gives you all the background and he's really polished. So I don't know. I think it's interesting that, that Well Fox Brady's got unrivaled knowledge of mm. at the quarterback. Knowledge is position. one thing. Being able to sit in the booth yep. and tell people about it, it's a different story. Well, from how he was really good at articulating on the shop on LeBron James's shop on HBO, mm-hmm. I think he'll be pretty good at public speaking. Uh, does the Sacramento Kings fortunes change with the hiring of Mike Brown as the next coach? <laughs> look, okay, look, all right. 
Oh, look, I was going to laugh at this. Ah, I'm laughing for you. Mike Brown is... Let's look. Stop Sacramento. He's, 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 he's not a bad coach. He's, no, 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 he's no, no, no. not a bad coach. He's an experienced coach. He's very good. He's a very good defensive coach. He's a decent offensive coach. I think he gives... This is their first like positive hire of a head coach since Rick Adelman, in my opinion. Uh. <laughs> And, and the hiring of Rick Ottoman was 1995, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I think it was later than that. But, you know, look. The only way is up. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. Sounds like a song. It is. So, if you're Sacramento, I, I don't know. I, I I just feel like it's the last stop on the train station here for Mike Brown. Yeah. He's kind of put himself right in this well, he situation. Did. Didn't he coach um, Nigeria in these yeah, yeah, recent I mean, look, Olympics? I, I, look, I mean, I'm not doubting his coaching career. It's gone long. Yeah. He's part of the Popovich, you know, thread. In he forged his own thing, one coach I of the year. I get that. You know, all those things happened. You know, it was sort of he built Cleveland up. And just when Cleveland got really good, he was... Then it, things got kind of shaky. He was yeah. fired. Then Cleveland wins. So yeah. it's like he seems to kind of get dropped just when things get better. So he was at the well. Lakers, that was you know? that was Cleveland. That was Dan Gilbert panicking but, for for an incoming free agent in LeBron I think James. This, look, I'm not gonna poo poo it. I think it's a best good, of luck. It's actually good luck. It's actually there's, there's, there's no there's nothing to raise your standards to. I mean, look, two good coaches went there and were turned into toothpicks. Rick Adelman and George Carl. All right, they can't. Well, Carl and Cousins mesh like electricity again, and water. But again, it's one of those things that you know, a good coach goes to this franchise, and they're just you know, Rick Adelman had good years there, particularly when you know, when yeah, Sacramento up yeah. There but at the just, time, the owners, the Maloof brothers, wanted to swing for Phil Jackson, and they didn't, they couldn't do it. Oh well. So they had to settle for uh, Mike Musselman. Good luck, Mike Brown. Um. Barry Trotz fired. Woo! Smart Woo! move for the Islanders. No, it's no, not. It's not. Oh, and I'll tell you. Be kidding me. I'll tell you why. Oh, because my. after one oh. bad year, look. Here's the thing oh. with Barry. Here's the thing you got to understand about Barry Trotz. Yeah. He's a coach that's always gotten more out of less. All you have to reference is his time with the the, Predator, the Predators, who had no business being in the postseason, going there regularly with a Caps team that had their depth gutted to a cup. And this Islanders team, with no true superstar besides maybe Matt Barzell, two deep, oh play, two two straight deep play, two straight, uh, two straight yeah. deep playoff runs to the conference final. They were so close last year in Game Seven against the Lightning, and they almost had it. And now, now Lou Lamarillo decides to blow it up. But that's what Lou Lamarillo does. He's the only Lou re- Lamarillo is the executioner. That's what he does. I will execute this coach. And I think there's a lot of things. Look, I'll, I'll say there's other things here, right? I think the new the new you know the new stadium, you know, was all this, you know, big pomp and yep. circumstance. The idea that, you know, this season was going to be so much better and it, it just didn't look, work out. They that had that they they could not score at all. Mm. They were horrible offensively this year. Yeah, didn't work um, out. they had a covid wave to start with. They had a very long road road stretch and they just couldn't get it going so a few uh, this is the numbers I'm looking at so in his in in his seasons in New York with the Islanders 288 152 102 not bad yeah not bad he's a good coach 914 wins that's I think third most all time he's a good coach he won a Stanley Cup not too long ago with the Caps I I don't know I, I think with 
NHL coaches winning a Stanley Cup they, should if, be such a big no, deal. No, NHL coaches, if you breathe improperly, you're fired. That's the meat grinder of NHL coaches. And I just think I, this is a horrible move by the Islanders. I think this is probably going to be a, a move that, that really... They were heading in the right direction to maybe a Stanley Cup. Mm. And now... They're going to be scrambling for a good head coach well, somewhere. Barry Trotz will not be out of a job very long. No, 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 no. So they'll get, they'll got, get a job straight away. A team that needs that that little push yeah. will be perfect yeah. for him. A team, I think, if if the Wild are smart this offseason, they'll snap him up. Because I think that would be the perfect team for, for Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. That would be the perfect team for him. Okay. I'll get the next one. Yep. Key takeaways from Celtics victory. To even the series, so they. Did they, I say Islanders? I said Med Wild. If the Wild, wild. yeah. yeah. The if the Wild, if the Wild are are smart, but yeah. yeah. So the key takeaways from that one. So the Celtics drew even with the Bucks. Yep. Which I thought was pretty good. Al Horford, my lord, had a monster game. He he just this dude always seems to play well against Giannis in the playoffs, and this was no exception. After Giannis stared him down after a dunk, he was like, okay, I'll give you 30. Wow, he was incredible in this game. And the Celtics, away from home, stole it. Big time. It was a big, look, Al Horford, 30 points. You don't usually say that in the same sentence. Yep. So he had a great, phenomenal game. Um, The Celtics just hung around. and Hung around the whole game. Although you know, Milwaukee would stretch the lead up to maybe you know nine, eight, nine or ten, yep. then the Celtics would shrink it again. They kept hanging around in the game the whole time. And do I think this would have happened had Brad Stevens still been the coach? No, this team looks they, their mentality looks different under Ime Adoka. Their, their mentality looks. I'm telling you, it's something different with this team. You, if you saw them in the bubble with them in in the conference finals. They just, in game two, they choked an easily winnable game. Yeah. And they they just looked like they wiltered when yeah, things I, got look, tough. Look, I will say this. Yep. No matter what, you can see that Milwaukee's missing Chris Middleton. Oh, yeah. And so that, yeah. that is really... Yeah, they are missing pressure. him bad. Because oh. they need that... They need that... The, a guy who so, I mean, Giannis scored shot. the most points, of course. He scored 34. Yeah, but he after was... After then, it went right down. The he next, was pretty... The was, next person to score was, was Brook Lopez. Yeah, he was pretty inefficient in this game, Giannis. But they need they miss Chris Middleton bad. They yeah, miss yeah. him bad. If he, if they don't get him back soon, I think they lose the series in yeah. seven. Thank and you. I predicted them to lose the series in seven because the Celtics are the hottest team in the league. They are, uh, they are playing with a fire that I haven't seen out of them since 2018. They are damn good. Um, more about the Warriors or Grizzlies in Game Four? Obviously, Grizzlies without John Morant, but without without John Morant now, because <coughs> with a bone, he's gonna be questionable for the rest of the series with yeah, a bone bruise. Yeah. So, and the Warriors look—they're just uh, they. Grizzlies hung around. Jaron Jackson had twenty-four, but I just the Warriors. I've said it before. They've been to three finals. They've won three. Cha- they've been to five finals in a row. They won three championships. They know what playoff ba- playoff basketball is. That's rubbing off on guys like Wiggins and Poole. Yeah. This team is. They're going to be in the conference finals. You yeah. can just book um, it. So, what I saw from the game was a Memphis team actually 
his like, during the season with twenty and five without John Moran. Yeah, Atlanta. but for they, you could see that they could not close it. They couldn't keep the lead. They kept on it kept on shrinking on them. They were little little just errors. also they just were not playing getting to the ball also they, they were playing against questionable competition in the regular of season. Of course, in but that again, stretch. it's experience, and we talk about experience. And the experience is you know the Warriors don't panic. They just keep playing their ball. And it's a different team this time. Yep. You know, you have different pieces that come in. You know, the bench is phenomenal. You know, yep. Otto Porter Jr. coming off the bench yep. and giving points. Iguodala. You know, Iguodala. That's that's experience. You know, all those guys coming off the bench and contributing. And that's just, again, it comes down to experience, not losing your cool. And for Memphis, I think it's over. I don't, yep. I don't, I don't think there's much else to say. Other than I think it's finished now. No, it's I done. I, I don't think there's much else to do here. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think the Warriors are gonna finish it off. The next yep. game will finish it off. The Grizzlies could maybe pull out a stunning upset win, one more win, but that's it. They're not winning so. this series. I honestly don't think so. I don't think. I think that's it. I think with Moran out, you know, you thought you could hold it with Jaw. They actually held it together most of the game. Most of the game, they actually held Golden State at bay, and then towards the end, it just started falling apart. They just could not hold it. Do the Suns close out the uh, no uh, issues leading to the Sixers lost to the Heat in Game Five? They got smoked. The Sixers got absolutely smoked, and your guy MB dropped seventeen. My guy, well, yeah, my guy. But look, I mean, this was this was a this was an awful game. One twenty eighty five was a the, rollover. And, and all I gotta do, I've got the stats here. All you gotta do is look at the stats, the stat line for the Sixers. Only three of the only three of their guys were above double That's digits it. in points. For the Heat, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their guys yeah. in double digits. Yeah. That is team basketball at its finest. It, it, look, you guys, you got guys like Max Struess and Gabe Vincent hitting nineteen and fifteen respectively. Yeah. That is team basketball, and that's why the Heat are a good team. They play so unselfishly. There's not well, a true superstar. They're just a great team. Well, James Harden didn't show up for this game. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, again, you don't when you don't have that sort of situation off the bench where, you know, the bench cannot, you know, kind of get more points off, you know, off the bench. Guys like Milton and, and Matisse Thibault, you know, they need to kind of chime with more. So... This is what you have right now. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention their entire team scored. Their entire yeah, team. Yeah, everybody. Everybody, but, but, but got, it, everybody was, got points. Yeah, but it was garbage time. Yep. So a lot of the players you see at the bottom, yep. they're playing garbage yep. time, getting points. You'll yep. never see them again in the finals. Yeah. If the Heat get there. Yeah. Okay? Let's just don't get too high. I know, but... You this, know, I mean, despite... Look, the only person who didn't show up and play was Udonis Haslam. Yeah. He was not even on the lineup. They should have brought him in just for the hell of it. Yeah. So, you know, let's pump our brakes on who scored points. I mean, Hurts? I never heard of him before. He yeah. scored because it was garbage time. That's yeah. why he was playing. So, I would like to think that the Sixers could pull out us game six back in Philly. Because I think it's got to go back to back to Miami in game seven, maybe. Yeah. But they have to win game six, obviously, in order to avoid getting eliminated. Yeah. So, I don't know what that means going forward for them. Uh, somebody's got to pull. It. James Harden's got to show up in this one. Do the Suns close it out? Close the series out in Dallas? I think it's. I think they're going to do it because the. I'm just looking at the stat line. Brunson and Doncic 
had great games, but the rest of them, Bullock with a big fat donut, Dwight Powell with a big fat donut, mm-hmm. Finney Smith with eight, Bertans with ten, Dinwiddie with two, and then you look at the Suns, Bridges with 14, Crowder Crowder with three but five rebounds, mm-hmm. Aiton with 20 points and nine, re- nine rebounds, mm-hmm. Devin Booker with 28 and seven, Chris Paul with seven points but, but ten assists, yeah. Cam Johnson with 14, I well, mean, this is, another, this is another game that was a complete blow. They were just outclassed. Yeah, like the the Suns just look they they look better. They just look better yeah. as a team um, than Dallas. And they're just Dallas are missing. Look, Dallas at the same time, their threes weren't on. Yeah, they were only eight of thirty two. Yeah, and they took more. They took as many threes as the Suns. Suns only got four more. And you know, again, rebounding Phoenix were out rebounding Dallas. Um, there's therein lies the problem. Points in the paint. They yeah. were roll. You know, Phoenix was rolling in there. Yeah. So, another yeah. another point which I saw somebody bring up on social media is that Luca he tends to drive in when there's an easy two, and he just dishes out, mm. and he dishes out for for a three, which and they didn't fall this game. Well, he didn't. And that, yeah. That, that was the that was the success that they had in the game that they won. Yeah. The games that they won in Dallas, they succeeded. By nailing those threes, yeah, and so I look. I still believe that there's going to be a game seven. Yeah. I I I think that they'll right the ship in Dallas, and they're not going to let it happen at home. I, I think there'll be a game seven going back to Phoenix. I don't know. Um, I think it just comes down to again who shows up in this game. You know who's going to you know get some additional scoring because again with the Mavericks, you know, not many guys outside of Luca. Again, it was. It's they're missing that Robin. Luca and no, well, it was only Jalen Brunson. That's it. Everybody else didn't score. Well, they're missing that legit Rob Robin to Luca's Batman. They yeah. tried to get it with Tingus Pingus, and it didn't work. Hmm. So they need somebody else. They need somebody else. So if they lose this series and go into the off season, they're going to be big game hunting for a superstar to pair with Luca. Okay, let's look at the next one. I got this yep. one. Okay. Um... Can the Angels maintain a good start? They're actually. I know how much you despise Artie Moreno. Yep. You hated the guy. But I like I like the Angels. So far, so I, good. But it's it's only it's only thirty odd look, games of the season. They're they calm down. A right no now, hitter, a no hitter was pitched yep. by their rookie pitcher. They're only a game. Bertans. They're, they're only a game ahead. <laughs> they're only a game ahead in the AL West, mm-hmm. and. I just think that right now, guys, Rendon's finally actually playing up to his contract. Mm-hmm. Trout is healthy. He's healthy. For now. Yep. Otani is Otani. Yeah. And they're actually getting reliable pitching. It is, it's, a, it's a goddamn miracle that For they're now. finally getting reliable pitching. Yeah. I, I, look, I think it's too soon. Just like we're Met fans, we don't. I don't want to. I see things on Facebook and I, I cringe when I hear, you know, the Mets twenty, you know, first team to win twenty games and all. That. I, you know, it's it's not even it's not even half. That, for me, it's a third of the season if you're lucky right now. Well, Syndergaard had a good performance. He had he had seven strikeouts. Yeah, but not for a no hitter was pitched. Yeah, a no a no hitter. Yep. So that wasn't pitched by Syndergaard. That was yep. by Reed Detmers. Yep. So if you remember him, good luck, because maybe he doesn't pitch a no hitter again like that. Yeah. But you know, again. Well, they did draft uh, in the in one of the drafts prior. They did draft all, all all twenty of their picks they used on pitchers. Right. I think it's too soon 
It's the West. Their competition will be Houston. Is, is it's the always Astros. going to be Astros. You don't Justin know what Verlander the, almost pitched an over. And also, you don't know what the Mariners are going to do. So, I, it's too soon to get on the bandwagon. If, if it, the key is Mike Trout. Yeah, he needs he to be healthy. He gets injured all the time. Yeah. And if he gets injured... It's doomed. There's, there's not the team is not going to win. They have they Trout. don't have the 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 situational hitting to cover for his loss. They don't. Of course they don't. They don't have they don't have that kind of situation. They need to have him healthy. They the only other hitter they have outside of Trout and Ot- Otan out of outside of Trout, Otani, and Rendon is Jared Walsh. Yeah, That's it. Right. They have no other reliable hitting. All right. Uh, happy happy birthday to Trey Lance. Twenty two. Sitting in the shadows, waiting. waiting. He's waiting. He's yep. waiting for had, us. Had He's a, waiting. Did get a start. He's waiting. I mean, Jimmy. Nobody knows what's happening yep. to Jimmy. Do they bring back Jimmy G? Jimmy G hasn't been signed any, yep. to anybody. He's out there. Yep. Did get a. Is it, is it his time? Did get a start um, this year. Yep. But that was about it. I'm. I'm. I think he. Well, he's had a few starts with. Honestly, players. he has 600 yeah. yard yards passing. That's I, a few starts. I think he he's got uh, franchise quarterback potential. I truly think he does. Well, for for a guy who's only started seventeen games of college and to get be able to get into the pros, I think that depending on what happens with GG, yep. is they might just give him the keys. I, I don't know what that means. Uh, they still need to worry about whether or not Debo Samuel wants to play. He yep. needs somebody to throw to. So happy birthday to that! Um, congratulations to the Sydney Kings. Sweet. Just they did finally. It. After 17 years, they, they finally won the championship. Well, it's just, I'm a bit annoyed with the whole three games. You can't yeah. play a fourth game? I just yeah. find it annoying. It's a best of five series. Yeah, but that's like 1983 here. Come on, you can go four out of seven, no? I, I think it's just, yeah. it's one of those things that really grate me about the NBL. It's the lack of exposure. Like a game like that should have well, been on regular TV with people watching it. It's the well, NBL. It's well, just, so. at Kudos, they had the highest attendance for any grand well, final game. Well, it's, and it's the look, the City Kings are one of the older NBL teams out there. Yeah. And so the Jack Jumpers are, it's their first season. They're an expansion franchise, and, and they made it here. So, you know, congratulations to them for coming in second best, but the Sydney Kings won it. Xavier Cooks had um, a double-double tonight. Yep. They, the Kings were without their MVP, Jalen Adams. Yep. And for any Trailblazers fans, you might recognize that name. But, um, look, they they got the sweep, and they finally broke, broke their drought. And as a Kings fan who had to sit through... Uh, them the, the dark times of 2015. Let's not mention that. Uh, this is very gratifying. But that's our show for today. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing two times a week, and that's our, that's it. We'll see you then. Adios.